Welcome to GovInnovator. I'm Andy Feldman. Our focus today is how school districts can use rigorous program evaluation to determine the effects of their school-wide reform initiatives. We'll focus on a case study from Wake County, North Carolina. Our guest is Matt Leonard, the Director of Data Strategy and Analytics for the Wake County Public Schools. Here's a clip. Within the last couple of years, we've held most district stakeholders to account for new and expanding programs. Basically, these things cost money. And when stakeholders come to the table in the district and ask, essentially, uh, the system for money for a program, they have to provide evidence that that program is worth doing. And if there isn't evidence, we have to launch it in a way that generates good evidence. When schools or school districts implement reform initiatives, how can they accurately determine if those reform efforts are having the positive effects that school leaders had hoped? In other words, how can they move beyond anecdotes or simple trend data and use rigorous program evaluation of their reform initiative? Wake County, North Carolina faced exactly these questions when they implemented a district-wide reform initiative called Multi-Tiered Systems of Supports, or MTSS. It's an initiative that's designed to increase academic achievement and reduce behavioral problems. To learn how the Wake County school system approached this evaluation challenge and how it was able to successfully implement a rigorous evaluation design, we're joined by Matt Leonard. He served as the Director of Data Strategy and Analytics for the Wake County Public Schools since 2012 and is the co-lead researcher on the MTSS initiative. Matt, welcome. Thanks for having me, Andy. Before we get into the evaluation strategy itself, Matt, tell us about the motivations among district leaders about why they wanted to not only implement a reform initiative, but also create a strong evaluation strategy to test its effect. Well, Wake County wanted a strong evaluation because it was interested in the results. Oftentimes, districts uh, engage in initiatives, and in the end of the initiative, it's hard to say whether or not that effect, that initiative worked. Um, we've seen in the last few years the Department of Education's What Works Clearinghouse, as well as efforts out of the White House, have really put pressure on agencies across the spectrum to show evidence of effectiveness for expensive social programs. And so in Wake County, uh, we've embarked on an initiative to ensure that the programs and policies that we launch either have evidence to support their use or are launched in a way, such as in a randomized control trial, that generates evidence that is useful to all stakeholders. So Matt, we know that the most rigorous approach to conducting an impact evaluation is a randomized control trial. But an RCT requires creating a program group that receives the intervention, in this case, the reform initiative, and a control group that doesn't. They receive the status quo. But in this case, MTSS, the reform initiative, was a district-wide initiative. You weren't going to, say, take half the schools and have them never implement the MTSS. So there was a problem to be solved, a puzzle to be solved from an evaluation standpoint. The way you solved that was by using a phased-in design. Some schools implemented the reform initiative before others. That also helped with implementation, I know, because it would have been hard to implement the reform initiative across all the schools at once anyway. Am I right? That's right. That's right. The phase-in design is ensuring that you don't tax the system too much at once. And so we're a large district. We're the 15th largest district in the nation. We have about 170 schools. And to give MTSS to 170 schools would be a non-starter. 
And so our first cohort of schools received MTSS last year. Our second cohort received it in a random assignment way so that we can compare the results of cohort two to cohort four, which is going to receive MTSS in 2017. And so essentially what we have is a two-year period in which we can study the unbiased estimate of impact in MTSS cohort two. We'll have those results at the end of 2017, and we'll have a, an exciting opportunity to review the academic and behavioral outcomes for students who attend those 44 schools. And Matt, there's a two-year lag between these two groups of schools, the ones that are going to be implementing this this year and the ones implementing it in two years a two-year lag because it does take some time to implement the initiative, I assume. That, that is fair to say. Uh, you want to phase in a large project like this because you want to work out the kinks. Implementation is hard work, sometimes harder than evaluation itself. And so with our year two uh, group of 44 schools, we want to give them two years to implement MTSS and then compare the results of those two years to the control group, which at the, in the fall of 2017 will receive MTSS as well. And was there any pushback? in terms of the phased-in design among school leaders or parents, or did most people understand the value of doing a randomized control trial? Well, the phased-in approach was always going to be used. It was a question of how the year two schools would get it. Would they volunteer for it, or would we have random assignment? Now, convincing district leadership to do random assignment took some meetings. uh, It took some convincing of the benefits of random assignment. But when you put all the evidence out there and you show district leadership that you can generate true impact results from random assignment, virtually all of leadership was on board with this approach. For a study that involves 88 schools, this is very low cost. The study is about $150,000. The key to keeping costs down, am I right, is to use existing data that the school already produces. Tell us about that. Were there other ways to keep the cost down? That is one of the drivers. Having administrative data uh, at your disposal is very important. Um, Typically, a lot of districts, they hire outside consulting firms to do this work. And the cost of sharing that data, ensuring privacy, and coordinating with an outside researcher costs a lot of money. We have the analytic capacity in Wake County to do this work on our own. This is our third large RCT in as many years. And so we were able to do this at a very low cost. A few final questions for you, Matt. Are there some lessons learned so far in terms of the evaluation strategy? In other words, insights to share about what it takes to do this type of evaluation? Well, for a large initiative like MTSS, there are a lot of stakeholders across the district. We have at least three or four departments working on this initiative simultaneously. It's an important part of our strategic plan. And so communicating the importance of random assignment with all of those stakeholders is probably the most important thing to do before launching into an effort like this. I know from talking to you earlier, Matt, that the district has really created an expectation for schools that if they launch a new program, a new initiative, it's going to be evaluated to see if it actually improves results, to see if it actually works. That's right. Uh, Within the last couple of years, we've held most district stakeholders to account for new and expanding programs. Basically, these things cost money. And when stakeholders come to the table in the district and ask, essentially, Uh, the system for money for a program, they have to provide evidence that that program is worth doing. And if there isn't evidence, we have to launch it in a way that generates good evidence. And so I think we're one of the leading districts in working in this way, basically cataloging everything we do and then launching it in a way that generates rigorous evidence of effectiveness. And finally, Matt, tell us about your role. You're the Director of Data Strategy and Analytics. Tell us about what you do. 
So my mission is to essentially increase the quality of rigor within Wake County as far as measuring effectiveness of programs and policies. Um, I joined Wake County as a strategic data project fellow, which is an initiative of Harvard's Graduate School of Education that's designed to place quantitative analysts in education agencies uh, to affect system-wide change and use the vast stores of data that are available to districts. Uh, and another part of what I do is I co-lead our university partnerships, which basically is an effort to uh, find university partners, especially nearby in the research triangle. We have Duke, we have NC State, we have UNC, and we have a, a wealth of talented and motivated researchers who can help the district answer questions that it doesn't have the capacity to answer. So I, I lead that project with another with a colleague here. And are schools coming to you for evaluation advice, or are you pitching evaluations to them? Well, so what our leadership team does in our department, my department is data research and accountability. Uh, we sit down uh, during the spring and the summer and we figure out what the district's needs are. Uh, we figure out what the most expensive programs are. We figure out what who those programs are reaching in terms of students and schools. And we design an evaluation plan to pick the programs and policies we want to evaluate. Uh, and so it works both ways. Uh, district stakeholders come to us, ask us to evaluate, and we go to them and say, we think you need to evaluate. It's impressive to learn, Matt, all that you and your colleagues are doing in Wake County, not only in terms of the specific evaluations, but also a culture where evaluation and learning what works is part of the norm. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me, Andy.